Patriot power. power. You're in the dog zone for an hour. Come on. You know the number. Welcome to the Dog Zone 9000, the official zone of 1900hotdog.com, the final comedy website. We do it for you, people who love to laugh. I'm the TV's Sean Baby from the internet, and I'm joined by my hot dog partner, Robert. Follow-up questions, Brockway. This is going to be so disappointing to you, uh, but here's a Brockway fact. Much like Flash Gordon, I too have attacked a false Asian using birds. No follow-up questions. <sighs> Damn it! So it was just a nickname. We're joined by our favorite guest, writer for the Trailer Park Boys comic, and her own website, Hot Dog Sweetheart, Lydia Bug. Thank you for having me. Hot Dog Sweetheart is my new favorite title. <laughs> I worked really it hard on it. weirdly dirty, too. It sounds like, I like don't it means think something so. I you think... don't like. He took it no, in a spirit it wasn't. The wholesome version of Hot Dog yeah. Sweetheart. <laughs> yes, as Sean in the 1940s, was when someone was a. America's sweetheart. Uh, that's how I meant it. Even though most of the articles <laughs> yeah. you write for the site are very horny. They're, yeah, yes, but if I you do. said that in an alleyway, somebody would know what you meant. Yeah. Hey, hot dog <laughs> sweetheart. Yeah, just open yeah. fire. <laughs> you can't hurt me. I'm the hot dog sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> well, what have you been working on these days, Lydia? Um, I wrote a article for the website about love in the jungle that made me not realize I had COVID for a really long time because I thought I just felt bad from watching that show. <laughs> That's a Do good you plug normally for that show. feel like you have COVID from watching bad television? <laughs> Sometimes. Are you, like, are you like allergic to bad television? Because if so, yeah, I'm so sorry know. we gave you this job. <laughs> I did have a little black fluid fall out of my ears while I was editing that article so i think it is that show that show does something yeah it's just a really bad one it's I normally seen i can handle anything about it uh was it really? is it uh streaming it's on discovery plus you said yes discovery plus which i got okay. free for a week so i didn't have to buy discovery plus thank god right. hey, i think good. you could watch i think that's in some package with mountain monsters so that's that's the company that that oh, show's yeah. keeping so maybe yeah, the best channel, maybe the official too. hot dog channel yeah, let's start watching it more often because uh, I do watch garbage television on uh, TLC, which used to be the learning channel. And now it's just like this grotesquerie where they just follow terrible people around and watch them slowly die. And uh, <laughs> so it, it feels like Love in the Jungle would be perfect for that channel. Uh, yeah, TLC and Discovery Plus are the two most cursed channels yeah. out there, I think. Yeah. Maybe Lifetime. I feel like yeah. Lifetime has a lot to answer for. But uh, Love in the Jungle was really fascinating to me because I loved the premise. It felt like really 90s where they just throw people in the jungle and you're like, okay, you have to pretend you're an animal. Like on the honor system, I guess. Like I feel like yeah. what an easy system awesome. to game. You're like, okay, you're a turtle. And I'm like, okay, I'm a turtle. And then as soon as the camera's off or just looking the other way, I'm like, okay, lady, we got to go in the bushes and fuck quick while I'm using my <laughs> human words. This is what I'm trying to get at with all that turtle shit. Let's make this happen. 
uh, trying to organize to a, a revolt person like they they pick people they know are not smart enough to figure that out though like they right. don't know when the cameras are gone they just say like guys you're con there's cameras everywhere and like don't check but they're there and they just believe it i also feel like they so, wouldn't kick you off the show for like just a few minor violations like if you just like just oh, yeah they just look. just walk into the jungle you're banished you just have to find your way out of the jungle now. No, I have a I have a question. Um, did they prepare it all if they were supposed to communicate and behave as the, these animals? Did they like study up intensely on their habits? Oh no, no, it wasn't I am like shocked. <laughs> <laughs> they were just like you can't talk because animals can't talk, which isn't true. Like animals communicate in their own way. We just can't understand them. But they're like. Nope, can't talk. Animals don't talk. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I have enough sign language that I could bone a hot girl in the jungle. Like, you know what I'm, I feel like just anyone who just learned the alphabet in third grade, I think, I think they can make it work on that show. Yeah, and like it, people did, I think, get a leg up because of their personality, even though they couldn't talk. Like there was one girl the first episode that no one was super interested in, and then they had a party where they showed her like twerking and doing the splits on the ground, and then the uh -huh. next day everybody was like, "Oh, I'm really interested in her." So she has demonstrated a personality. That yeah. is how it works in the animal kingdom. <laughs> Whichever chimp does the backflip, they get all the fellas. <laughs> yeah. Whichever ostrich twerks the best. Yeah, I can vouch for that. that. Yeah. <laughs> I was just at the zoo and this ostrich was twerking. Whew, I jumped the fence. <laughs> well, one of the things that makes our uh, job fun is sharing something with people they've never seen before. Usually it's horrible, like Clown Sex Manual or a bowling hypnosis book, but sometimes it's nice, like when we made Liddy watch Conan, or less nice, like when she made us watch Xanadu. But today, <laughs> it's a nice one. And Lydia, for the first time, just watched my all-time favorite movie, the rare perfect film, 1980s. Flash Gordon. I loved it so much. I would <laughs> oh, watch it so for the glad. shoulder pads alone, for like the costumes alone. It's amazing. Yes. I was I Every... was ready to fight about it. <laughs> you <laughs> thought somebody might not like Flash Gordon? Yeah, I was ready. I'm always ready. Mm -hmm. I mean, I do have one small tweak to the plot that I think would make the movie make more sense and would make it a better movie. Uh oh, I'm fighting words. Do you want to mention it now or should we go through the plot and then you'll spring it no. up? I, w I want to mention it up top because I think okay. it's I think it's relevant the whole time. Replace Flash Gordon with a golden retriever. Oh yeah, that's a very good point. <laughs> that that I'm, let me run through the entire plot in my head. Uh, you're 100 percent right. Yep. Yeah, it works. Yep. Not only does it work, it makes more sense. It's better because <laughs> even a like gentle the, dopey the, man that wants to love. Yeah, even it has during a the lot sex of parts, trust. he kind of approaches the sex parts with a golden retriever attitude. Just, yeah. yeah, a lot of trust, a lot of kindness, a lot of naivete. Uh, like it could be sex or if she threw a ball, he'd be just as happy. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, uh, I do want to talk about Sam Jones. He, I think he was the perfect Flash Gordon because uh, Flash Gordon is a football player, un completely unprepared to uh, fight a war in space. And Sam Jones seems like a guy completely unprepared to act. Like he, he looks like Flash Gordon. He's kind of hunky. Uh, I feel like he'd be perfect for like a photo shoot of Flash Gordon. And then here he's, oh, you have to act in this movie. And he's like, I have no fucking idea what that means. But somehow it's absolutely perfect. Yeah. Um, 
because he just seems super dumb. Like, I felt like if yep. he didn't have his name on his T-shirt, like, I felt like they put that there because he kept forgetting his name. <laughs> right. So when they said, like, oh, what's your name? He kept looking down, like, Flash, it's Flash. I'm Sam. <laughs> no, your character's name. Okay. Golden Retriever. There's, <laughs> there's no way he read the entire script. Like, he showed up yeah, for shooting that day, and they, they gave him his scene. And that's that's how he understood the movie. It was just one out of order piece at a time. I really think that's how it was written. Like a lot of the uh, the lore behind this movie is chaos because it was made by so many people speaking so many different languages with so many different takes on what the tone should be. And I don't think the script was ready until long after they started shooting. So you're you're probably right about that. He, he okay. had no idea. He definitely going. gives me that vibe of like, okay, where am I today? I'm on. I'm in the jungle. Wait, no, still in space? Oh, space jungle. Okay. And I'm Flash Gordon. Uh, I think he got a little typecast because he didn't get another movie for five years when he starred in a Vietnam movie called Jungle Heat and he played Dash a guy Florida. named Gordon. <laughs> oh, very close. <laughs> so close. <laughs> and then two years later, he played another adventure in a movie called Jane and the Lost City. Uh, he's not called Gordon that one. He's called Jungle Jack Book. Uh, his other <laughs> movies include <laughs> Driving Force, one man force, maximum force, and white force. So uh, that's <laughs> Ooh, I don't like his white force. <laughs> I don't yeah. like that at all. <laughs> Yikes! Uh, I think he went on to have like a security company. I didn't do a ton of research on him, but I think he got out of acting and became like a Hollywood uh, security specialist. I did went see him at Comic Con uh, several years ago, and he was explaining to a fan that he wouldn't sign his DVD because then it would go up in value. And he explained this three times. Like, uh, you remember when we had that really stupid president and he would be like, yeah, we have COVID, but that COVID numbers are going up because the, the testing is going up. No, let me explain it again because you guys aren't getting it. Like he was explaining it to him like that. Like, no, see, I signed this and then, oh, God, you're just never going to get this. <laughs> but anyway, I looked on eBay and uh, found an autographed DVD for $16, which means he was a dick to this guy just to keep someone who loved him from having about seven theoretical dollars. <laughs> So wow. good job. Good job, Sam. This um, will go up $8. I can't do that to you. Money corrupts. You don't understand. Not to mention at Comic-Con, I feel like we all understand the the exchange rates. And like if a celebrity's like, yes, you can take a picture with me, it will be $10. Like that's the one place where that's totally appropriate. And like, Yeah, that's sure. what they're there for, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'll sign this, but give me $10. And then we've traded $10. You hate me a little bit more. You have a keepsake that now is more of an ugly memory than a treasured memory. And fuck you, I'm Flash Gordon. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so George Lucas was originally trying to make this movie. Uh, and so he went to, uh, I think King is the name of the, the production company that owns Flash Gordon. And he was like, I want to make you a Flash Gordon picture. And they're like, who the fuck are you? Get out of here. And uh, he, did, he went on to make some other movie. Uh, the people um, then went... Uh, with a, like a different direction, several different ways. Like they got a new uh, director, I think three different times before they finally landed on the director. Um, oh, and by the way, uh, Flash Gordon was only created because uh, some guys couldn't get the rights to John Carter of Mars. So he was just like, oh, we don't have John Carter. Let's just fucking make a John Carter. So that Star makes Wars, so much sense. Like, yeah. I, can I just say I spent the whole movie, like 13 minutes in, my husband paused this and said, like, what is this movie, by the way? And I was like, I think it's like a superhero origin story. 
Yeah. And I think that we're, I'm like waiting for him to get his powers. Like eventually he's going to get superpowers. But he's <laughs> like, okay. And then we're like two thirds of the way in the movie. And I'm like, I kept saying like stuff's happening. Like, okay, this must be how he gets his powers. And then nothing, he no. doesn't. And then the last third, I just kept going, he's just a guy. He's just a regular guy. Oh, <laughs> foolish Lydia. Did you not realize that the true power all along was being white and present? Yeah, like that's all he does, and I, I kind of made me understand like angry white men. Like that's this is what they think life should be like. Is like, yeah. yeah, I just show up and I'm like, hi, I'm Flash Gordon, and then I win. I said, at least life before 1960, like that was what life was like. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I would be pissed off if someone took that from me, honestly. So yeah. I get it. You get it. you understand looks- racism now. Yeah, Thanks, I said yeah. understand understand and that. And sex is all understand. of it. You like, just like, on record as saying you understand white power. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm white saying, force. <laughs> white force. Yeah, we're watching that next week, white force. Oh, no. Uh, but yeah, Flash <laughs> no, Gordon was uh, around since the 30s. Like, it was a, a comic book and a movie serial. Uh, and so George Lucas, they turned him down, and he went on to make Star Wars, which I think technically makes uh, Star Wars a Flash Gordon knockoff, which makes... Uh, Flash Gordon, a John Carter knockoff. So that makes Buck Rogers the Kazar of Tarzan. I, of Conan? I'm not sure. I don't know how all the math works. <laughs> but uh, I love this movie. There's got to be deeper. Having... There, are more, there are more layers, surely. <laughs> yeah, there, there has to be. Uh, and speaking of John Carter of Mars, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, this IP, but uh, it is maximum horny. And they really incorporated that into Flash Gordon, I think. Because oh, yeah. uh, all the ladies horny. on Mars were like, like a pasty pasties with chains linking them together, like just the bare minimum to cover up the, uh, the nipples and genitals. That's how you dress on Mars. And uh, yeah, but I will say I did like the one female character that was kind of a person in this. I mm-hmm. liked Dale. I love yeah. that her name was Dale, but she seemed, she's really the only capable one of the three of them that does anything intelligent. Uh, would, yeah, that's fair. I think that's fair. I think it was uh, at least she was watching the scenario and being like, okay, somebody has to reason this through. I, I don't know if like her plans came off as intelligent or if she saved anything with her intelligence, but she was at the only one that paused for even a moment when like, like Space Ming came out. And she was like, I, yeah. okay, this is weird though, right? And nobody else, <laughs> like Flash was just yeah. like, uh-huh, uh-huh. I, I love it. Let's play football. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, uh, she dealt better than that. <laughs> I guess I have some more background on the film before we talk about it itself. Um, Dino De Laurentiis is the producer, and he was like he made like 500 movies. He was this Italian super producer. Uh, he fired the first director after a year of pre-production because uh, he wasn't making it close enough to the movie serials that he loved when he was a kid. Uh, so then he hired a guy named Mike Hodges, whose big movie at that point was Get Carter, which uh, was a Michael Caine movie where he fucked and punched his way to the center of a murder mystery pretty great. They remade it years later. Um, anyway, Mike saw this script or what state it was in. And he's like, no one's ever going to fucking make this. Sure, whatever. So he signed on to this thing. He had no idea what Flash Gordon was. And through either laziness or inspiration, he made a point of using the original comic book as storyboards. So um, he made this decision like while on the plane to the set, uh, learning who Flash Gordon was. And I would say it wasn't until like Sin City or Watchmen until someone else tried this uh, same obvious idea. And it probably wasn't until Thor Ragnarok until someone had actual fun doing it. So the idea of just taking comic books and saying, let's fucking make this into a movie 
was really novel and not, it didn't happen again for like 35 years. So way ahead of its time, they just went for it with no insecurities, which I respect, which is how I describe most superhero movies pre-2010. It's just really insecure. I don't know if you remember the original X-Men, but that, where they would like oh, dress yeah. them up there like was, bikers and they, they were like, there was we're not always, like a comic There was book, always guys. like an excuse of like why we're, we're still cool, even though this is about comic yeah. books. Right. We're still cool, kids. Look at the skateboard. Wolverine's going to skateboard now. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So the director was like, I'm going to make it exactly like this comic book. The producer was like, I'm going to make it exactly like these movie serials. And then the writer was named Lorenzo Semple Jr., who was basically the guy behind the Adam West Batman show from the 60s. So that's an insane choice. Oh, that makes so much sense. (laughs) That makes so much sense. So it's a guy who can't take this shit seriously, kind of trying, but also not. And none of nobody knows. Uh, The producer definitely didn't know because he didn't speak English very good. Uh, He wanted it to be dead serious. The director knew better because the script was ludicrous. And the Batman guy uh, had no fucking idea like what he wanted it to be, but he knew it was stupid. Uh, during the making of the film, people were constantly laughing and the producer never knew why. There's this awesome interview I found where the director's like making an, doing an impression of him. And he's like, oh, Micah, oh, why are they laugh? A flash of gold and he a save of the world. <laughs> he, he couldn't figure out why everyone's laughing at the costumes and shit. So it should be a disaster, but it's just this beautiful, perfect thing. Uh, Maximum Horny, as I mentioned, uh, uh, they, I, I think the music... Uh, it's obviously beyond perfect. The Queen soundtrack is amazing. Uh, it was super literal sometimes, super crazy and psychedelic other times. It was almost going to be Pink Floyd, but when I say almost, I think the director like meant to call him but never did. He's just like, man, wouldn't it be cool if we had Pink Floyd? And that sort of turned into a Hollywood legend. Anyway, uh, <laughs> people have turned on Ming. I think we should mention that, that uh, he was sort of this Asian stereotype and they had Max von Sydow play him, not in like a super Asian-y way, I guess, but still like when uh, the BBC rebroadcast We did not have access to easy Asians before like 1975. It was so difficult <laughs> to find one. You've got to yeah. understand. Well, and the fact that the we people were called the Mongo people, also yeah. not great. Like not none great. of that. <laughs> in the In the like credits, I saw Ming the Merciless and a last name that was not at all Asian. And I was like, oh, oh no. I uh-huh. have, I'm not inspired by confidence <laughs> in this. <laughs> Luckily, he Max just Foncino. played him as Max von Sydow. Yeah. <laughs> right. He's like obviously a Hollywood legend. Um, Brian Blessed, who plays Voltan, is like another like Shakespearean guy. Timothy Dalton, classically oh trained Shakespearean Oh my God, Timothy actor. Dalton. I love Timothy Dalton. Yes. He's in Doom Patrol now. I love how he has the reputation of being like a Shakespearean actor, but he mm-hmm. will do absolute crap all the time. Yeah, he loves <laughs> I it. I feel like He's most Shakespearean so actors will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the- uh, then, of course, there's Topol, who plays uh, Zarkov, who is uh, the main guy in Fiddler on the Roof. Uh, anyway, so like all these guys are huge actors in different directions. Uh, so it's almost like they're good. They, they, want, they put together the perfect cast for like a stage show of Flash Gordon, but it's, but it's of course, a, a film. So uh, all of this works together to just make it uh, just crazy in, in so many different and unpredictable directions. And I, I love that. Uh, but they're also like really respected actors because I think any of those guys I've mentioned would like headline any Shakespearean production anywhere uh, and everyone would be happy to have them. Uh, and here they are in just the dumbest fucking thing. 
Well, and then next to the guy that plays Flash Gordon, who has no clue where he is or what's going on or what his name is, with all these great actors, that makes it even worse that you're like, I'm so glad Flash Gordon only has like 10 lines in this movie. Like, that was a mercy that they did him. And I would argue he nailed every single one of them. Oh, yeah. Every time he was like, whoa, this is crazy. (laughs) Like, I I believed he thought that. Yeah. Yeah, the, his only stage direction was look really lost right here, and they hired the perfect guy for that. I could do yeah. that. Keanu. That's actually exactly how I feel. Is this method acting? Yeah, he's <laughs> accidentally method. <laughs> so I do want to talk about the intro uh, in detail because uh, it happens so quickly and efficiently. It is two seconds in, and the earth is already being torn apart by earthquakes and hot hail. <laughs> Hot hail. hot hail. That was the only weird one. All the other ones were normal, but then it was yep. hot hail. <laughs> it's all to a Queen song. So good. Uh, I do also love that it's not like scorch meteors or, or shrieking death or something. It's just like hot hail. Uh, and so Flash Gordon is... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I love the Queen song too. It was super confusing to me because I was like, it sounds like so generic. I'm like, what are his, they should be saying what his superpowers are. Like that's usually what a a superhero theme song does. Spider-Man, Spider-Man does whatever a spider can. So the Flash Gordon is just like, Flash. And I'm like, okay, more information, please. And it's like, oh, <laughs> like, yep. okay. But what's he do? And it's like, Flash. <laughs> That's it. That's all it's got and for it, you. Flash. You have to admit that was perfectly accurate after watching the movie. Yes, it was. Um, and, you know, and then he shows up and his shirt says Flash. And I'm like, they really want you to know this guy's name. <laughs> <laughs> he goes up to Dale and he says, my name's Flash. And she's like, I know. <laughs> like he's he's the quarterback of the New York Jets and his shirt says Flash and he is fucking so sexually aggressive but like a fourth grader like he doesn't quite know that he's sexually aggressive he's just like I think you're pretty Lan, I, I want to smell your hair you know, like, just, <laughs> what just like looming over her yeah but no I do get but the I'll idea get that, you somewhere safe <laughs> I get the idea that they uh would be fucking if the sky didn't turn to blood. Like I, I get, I, I feel like he was getting somewhere. Uh, I, I love how the the pilots just let him come into the cockpit and just fuck around. He's like, hey, how's it going up here, guys? And they're like, eh, it's all right. But they're like shooting up and down in the sky, like 300 feet off the earth and just a maniac, like suicide dive, climb, dive, climb. And they're like, yeah, don't even worry about it, buddy. But it's nothing you'd want to toss a third down pass through either. Want to autograph this for my kid? Like it's just, they're just steamrolling through this script like a Bob Hope monologue. And then he's like, what's his name? Buzz. Done. Perfect exchange. Uh, then Ming shoots out of the sky and kills the pilots. Like, he, you see him. They show him fly out of the sky as like a ghost. And and so it's almost sorcery. I don't quite understand. Well, it's also never addressed why he did that. Like, yes. He just... There was, he's barely aware of Earth. He certainly isn't aware the pilots are trying to crash Flash's plane. He's just like doing, doing buzzes. It's just yeah. flipping around in the <laughs> stratosphere, shooting, shooting dudes. That's, uh, that's how this movie opens. And then they, they crash land the plane because Flash doesn't know how to fly. Um, he, sort have... of, he knows how to crash good. Yes. <laughs> that's, I, if he has a superpower, that's what it is. He can crash a plane and not die. And I liked uh, the comic timing of Flash here and also sort of the the demonstration of how no one involved in this knows how to make comedy because she goes, 
tell me your flying lessons have gotten as far as landing. And he goes, I was afraid you'd ask that. No. <laughs> like, like the, of course, the stand, of course you stop after I was afraid you'd ask that. But no, he's like, I, I should probably explain the joke to the no, audience and the woman. Yeah. Oh, I love it so much. It's we so really need to bad. up the stakes of the of the plane crash that's <laughs> right. currently happening. <laughs> uh, so he, uh, he crashes into the mad scientist's lab, and Zarkov he, he's decided the perfect scientist that is actually addressing the only person on the planet that knows what this is. That's a fair point. However, uh, there is one inconsistency, and in that he's like, "I've predicted this, but the spaceship just showed up on a whim and started." It was run by a madman who just starts hitting buttons on a whim. Like, I don't feel like there's any sort of like algorithm that would have predicted this. So uh, it's just a happy coincidence that he happens to be right. Yeah, uh, he his, said he predicted a threat would come from space, which is like what crazy people say all the time. So I yes. don't know if he's actually supposed to. I don't think he's good at his job. Yeah, I say a few hundred thousand people were right. A few maniacs on the street corners are like, see, yeah. I told you guys I'm actually the, the smart one. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Alex Jones would be like, oh, "I told you the whole time. I was right the whole time. I said there would be a globalist There's... conspiracy that brings space hot hail." <laughs> there is a lot of scary stuff in space. It's just it's good logic. Yeah, yeah. So something eventually bad will come from space. Oh, okay. That's mm-hmm. yeah. It's like a fortune teller being like, "Oh, I think you have a relative with the name. It starts with L." Holy but shit! Then how did you did know that? Have a rocket <laughs> and like a yeah. a beam that. I guess wanted to destroy the moon. I'm not sure what the moonbeam was. <laughs> he didn't have a beam. I thought he was just going to space with a gun and he was like, I'm going to find what's up there and I'm going to shoot it. I'm going to fucking shoot it with my dad's old cap gun. Uh, so he has an assistant who just completely bails on the whole thing. He's like, oh, I'm not going to space with you to fight space aliens. I'm out of here. And he pulls a gun on him. He's like, get your toothbrush and whatever. And the guy's like, no, I'm fucking leaving. So at gunpoint, he flees. Um, yeah, like, what did he think they were going to do with the rocket they were building? This is science. Harden up. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> he's one of my favorite characters because uh, while he's fleeing at gunpoint, he doesn't shoot him. It was a bluff. And he says, don't you, haven't you any spirit at all? And his assistant goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like like a summer camp bully. <laughs> I, just, I love I love Munson. That's it. That's the end for Munson. And so he decides... Uh, He's going to take Flash Gordon and Dale Arden as captives to help them fly the rocket because someone has to hold down one of the pedals while they like Somebody has to put their launching. feet on something. <laughs> what so a poorly good. made spaceship that you have like a button you have to hold down the whole time you're going to space. And again, I would like to say a dog could perform that role very well. A 100%. dog could have pushed the button. If he had a Probably chimpanzee or a golden retriever. Yeah. That's true. This also demonstrates something that I think is important is that Flash Gordon can't fight for shit. Like he's at gunpoint. He's like, I got this. And he kind of gently shoves him by the wrist and has no follow-up. He's just like, okay, that should take care of him. Oh, no, no. He pointed the gun at me again. Shit. (laughs) Uh, So that's how Flash Gordon fights. And yet he's like 20 minutes away from overthrowing space Hitler. (laughs) Yeah, that's his, his power is definitely not fighting or talking or being smart or being fast. It is speeding through exposition. (laughs) Yeah. He's got a little bit of earth luck, I guess. But again, he's, uh, he's very handsome. He is a handsome man. I think <laughs> he's a model. He is, he is white and present. Yeah. <laughs> Terrific job. Uh, he looks great in star panties. Uh, so 
Flash, he has no survival instincts. Uh, they end up getting in the rocket and helping him. They all fall asleep in space. It's a side effect of uh, maybe the G-forces, I don't know. And Love they space. fall into what... Oh, space, sure. Yeah. And, uh, space is really sleeping. Fucking... They don't tell you that. They don't tell you that? They don't tell you well, that. I bet Zarkov should have known. If Zarkov was a real scientist, he would have known. He would have been like, everyone get ready. We're going to take a very pleasant nap. Get uh, in your so jammies. He... <laughs> Space requires jammies. They floated like, like a lava lamp, uh, and the Queen song plays. Uh, they call it the Imperial Vortex, which is a fucking awesome name. And I can't believe the same people who wrote that wrote Hot Hail. Uh, <laughs> and now we we see like the outer space scenes, and it's just breathtaking. Like Gorgeous. no effort was made into making them look cool. It they just tried to make it look like the comic book. It's like they gave Sid and Marty Croft $80 million. It's just fucking amazing. Uh, Flash meets some star samurai men and they shoot him with hand rays. They have a gun that shoots hands. Oh, oh, wait, can I say, I love here the doctor goes, um, they're highly advanced. I think we can negotiate with them. And I was like, yeah, they look like they're they're really uh, negotiate with the bull. <laughs> they're like big shoulder pads and they're solid yeah. gold masks. <laughs> These are men that want to negotiate. And now, they if you pay like attention, one of these Halloween. one of these soldiers has the exact helmet from Conan and Red Sonia. The uh, the little <laughs> skull true? set in a helmet. Yeah, they used uh, they spray painted it gold, of course. But uh, yeah, you can oh, see a lot of the rules. props used from from the other movies. Just like they love that helmet, but it's also the most recognizable helmet ever made. With like this skull <laughs> set in that's wearing its own little helmet. Like, I, I oh, see that I love every those. Single time. Yeah. I forgot that that time. was in Conan, but it, it looked and great in Flash Sonya. Gordon. The gold, the gold really made it pop. It really yeah, did. I didn't even notice. You color, you color it gold. I'm like, that's a new hat. <laughs> <laughs> so they, uh, they bring the Earthlings into the horny cosplay chamber. Uh, everyone looks awesome. Uh, it's just gold-plated plastic and capes everywhere. Uh, they really let like the drama linger. Like In a modern movie, there'd be camera cuts and close-ups, and this is just like this wide shot of like, 40-ish people standing in just something that looks completely ridiculous and they just let you stare at it. It's it's so funny and, and stupid and I love it. Uh, they, well, everybody uh, looked great except for Lizard Man. Lizard Man. Could, yeah, Lizard. Well, you know what? I don't want more work put into Lizard Man because I love him so much, but it's just like a yeah. lizard. It's just like a man in dino pajamas with his face painted red and I think you're not supposed to notice. Like you're supposed to think his face is a mouth. Yeah, oh, that's a good point. I was like, what's with the species whose face is in their mouth? I didn't think that that was not part of it. <laughs> I, I oh. think you weren't supposed to look that closely. <laughs> the one chink in the space armor of Flash Gordon. Uh, I do love them. They look like Sid and Marty Croft got $8 to make those. Yes. They're, they're very sleestacky. Yeah, disproportionate <laughs> to everything else that looks so good. And then there's they're- these guys. They're like what you would expect the Halloween costume of Flash Gordon to look like. Yes. That you buy at yes. the Halloween store for a couple of dollars and are like, oh, man, this is a disappointment. You know, like an 80s Halloween costume where you have like Flash Gordon's face on the shirt well, and it's just sort a of a garbage bin. bag. <laughs> yeah, plastic <laughs> beer. <laughs> so uh, Ming comes out and Ming is glorious. Uh, very Asian identifying, which again, I didn't quite realize until I was an adult that, oh yeah, this guy, this guy in the comic was like, you know, a yellow peril Chinese guy. Uh, and yeah, I just thought Max von Sydow had flash. 
He's just got a lot of style. Just had style. So he he kills the king and the space Africans, and then his daughter is lurking around, hot as shit, just space bikini, all sparkling. Um, and she's super into Flash Gordon. And why? I guess why wouldn't she be? Yeah, uh, that makes sense. And Dale is now already insecure. Like they maybe they fucked already on the plane, but as far as I know, they've never even like kissed. They don't know each other's last names or hobbies. He just knows she's a real estate agent, and she knows he is Flash. And she's like, hey, remember me? Like, she's jealous already. Uh, and again, who wouldn't be? Or Princess Aura is. It's also because Flash it. drops her instantly. Like, as soon as he sees her, he's like, oh, okay, I can fuck an alien. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he does walk past just like this whole harem of space bikini ladies who are just writhing for him. Just like, hey, what's up, Earth big boy? Like, <laughs> like it's a gauntlet of horniness. That, like, Dale is in like a, a smart white business suit. Like she was just about to show a three bedroom to a nice couple. Uh, so that, I'm not joking. That really is his, her job in this. She's a, a. I thought she was a travel agent because he oh, said, right. "What travel oh, agent right. is afraid of flying?" And I was yes. like, "That is weird." <laughs> travel agent. Thank you. Uh, I, she's had like eight different jobs in the canon of Flash Gordon. She's usually a scientist, but uh, here, <laughs> like travel agent is fine. Uh, <laughs> that's the same. That's like, <laughs> like one joke. Science. That's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they throw um God I am skipping ahead in my notes. Uh so Ming really likes Dale and he has a horny ring and he just sort of <laughs> it sort of makes her glow and paw it like an invisible walrus. I never <laughs> understood this as a kid. I don't understand it now. Uh Clytus is like the evil Dr. Doom assistant. He's like, mm, she even rivals your daughter. Meaning like this is something they do is hit ladies with horny rings in front of everybody in the royal chambers. And, and watch how they behave, <laughs> including his daughter. Yes. <laughs> and she has like, a, there's like a rating system. Like, dude, when your daughter is on the horny rate, it is 10 out of 10. But wait, what's this? Earth lady's really getting it. So she goes, what happened to me? And Flash Gordon says, I don't know, but it was pretty sensational. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> so Again, good. I don't believe he was provided a script that said that. I think he's just <laughs> reacting. I like the way you potted that weird invisible walrus. Uh, he tells to he tells the court to prepare her for our pleasure, and uh, a football game breaks out. I guess there's no other way to put it. Uh, Flash oh, Gordon well, just starts. I think. And like, did, did you mention that? I love before that when the princess says to her dad, like, hey, I want to, I don't even know how she says it, but she's like, I want to have sex with Flash Gordon. And he's like, oh my God. Like the, <laughs> the way he responds to her, he goes, your appetites, I swear. Yeah. He's like, girl, you're going to get us in trouble. Yes. <laughs> I knew you'd want to fuck him. That's so you. Yeah, like he responded so cute to it. And then he gets so mad later when she actually tries to that I thought that was a really funny contrast. Yeah, so good. I thought we were riffing. (laughs) Were we not riffing? (laughs) But during the football game, uh, Flash Gordon is like throwing space eggs at people like footballs and they have no way to deal with it. They don't know Earth football. But Clytus is like a star genius. So he's like, you imbeciles. He's doing like a game. You got to match him. So he figures out football just from like this mess around. And uh, they start doing it. Dale's cheerleading. It rules. I, I don't know. Yeah. Who Man, he footballs those motherfuckers right into the grave. Just footballs some sons of bitches apart. Yep. They're like, the only way to fight football is with football, you fools. <laughs> the movie would have ended there if Zarkov wasn't there because he's such a nerd that when he tries to throw football to Flash Gordy, he like hits him in the face and knocks him out. 
It's probably <laughs> Flash's fault for not catching it, but I think you have to blame Zarkov. I mean, that's probably yeah. why he became a mad scientist because he's such a fucking nerd. He probably screwed There's up. No all way kinds he of can throw a spiral. A yes, that was not on the, on the curriculum <laughs> at mad science uh, school. So Flash gets thrown in prison and uh, executed, and we are now what thirty-seven minutes into the movie, and the main heroes died. Uh, they've had a football game. We, we, I, I do appreciate the they characters. gave him those little hot pants for his execution. That's the the execution uniform. It's hot pants. That's yeah, they took away his pants and a shirt that said Flash on it, which made me really sad. <laughs> I want to know what happened to that. Uh, prepare him for execution. So you mean the, the shiny sex pants? Of course I mean the shiny sex pants. <laughs> <laughs> he looked like the guy for Rocky Horror that, that they make in that. I wondered if this yeah. was the inspiration for that. It's funny you mentioned that because did you notice uh, Riff Raff was in this? No. Yeah, he's uh, the Arborian that betrays him later. Oh, okay. That's really? hilarious. I had no idea. Yeah. Rock, wasn't Rocky Horror 70s? Like late, late 70s? So it would have been before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would have been before, I suppose. Yeah, so he, I thought so. Maybe that inspired. Pants. Yeah. So, man. Like, hey, put Flash Gordon in the little underwears. <laughs> Big wooden dipshits that were just really having a moment in time. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Flash is dead in his uh, sexy panties, and Aura brings him back to life with a magic kiss. Uh, that's in the script. Uh, and then she watches him change other shiny panties. Uh, I I love that Flash clearly fucks, but he also seems really out of his element with this woman like being sexually aggressive. Like he's just like, what is happening? What are you doing to my... What, oh, what's this in my pants? Uh, Sometimes yeah. if so, like your dog is begging for an entire burger and then you just hold down the entire <laughs> burger for them. They're like, oh shit, this is a trap. What do I do about this? And they yeah, just kind of like back yeah. off. I got that. That's, exactly. that's what's happening there. Somebody offered yep. Flash the entire burger. It's the, it's the truck they never expected to catch. Uh, so they, uh, Zarkov is now being reprogrammed. They're like, hey, we'll take this earth scientist and, and reprogram his brain. And so they go through his memories. A lot of Screaming cats and Nazis in this guy's brain. A lot of sc- Most of his memories are screaming cats with a little bit of Nazis. But like, I want to say 80% of his life was just screaming cats. Yeah. I, we'd have to go through it frame by frame to be sure. But I, I think you're right. I think you're exactly right. I think they uh, just wanted to show Hitler so that Ming could go, yes, he had it right. <laughs> in case you didn't get right. that they- the merciless was a bad guy. Yeah, they did a little uh, little Hitler joke there. Like, hey, this Hitler guy seems pretty cool. He shows promise, I think was the exact line. Uh, so then Flash is escaping with Aura in a rocket ship, and uh, she is just rubbing all over him, and Flash keeps stopping the, <laughs> the foreplay to ask about, like, shapes in the sky. <laughs> He's like, hey, what's that over there? Uh, I love it. I love it so much. Uh, also, the planets here are like their toys floating in rainbow soup. Like, it... It doesn't make any sense by uh, the physics as well. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Wouldn't change a it thing. It looks great. Love it. <laughs> and I like that she teaches Aura, him like the only way to fly their space jet is like fingering a woman. Like that whole scene where she <laughs> teaches him how to fly yes. is like very clearly. So you you can only fly this ship if you know how to finger bang really good. And the he does. He learns it. Like me. But yeah, he figures it out. <laughs> yeah. Also, it's like fingering a butt. Okay. Okay, Aura. <laughs> I got it. Just say uh, that. Just say that next time. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So uh, let's see. Dale is back at Ming's sex harem, and it's just very horny. Uh, all these women. Um, so I, I guess they're like, is this where they give her the the drink? Or I think I'm skipping yeah. space roofing. Yeah, she no, space roofing they... herself. Right. Which I think is, uh, she shows a lot of agency to like, she's kind of trying to kick ass. And here she is in this helpless situation. She's like, well, I guess I, I should just get fucked up then. Which I, I felt like was like a really interesting solution for, for, a, for a movie. It's what I would do, I guess, if I was... Yeah, I think she like lost all hope. So for a minute there, she was like, I guess I just give up until she like heard from Flash again. And then yep. she decides to fight back. Right. And I love that he calls, uh, Flash calls her on the mind phone while <laughs> like Aura is just going for it. And and he mentions this on the mind phone, like every part of him is in her mouth. In his, anyway. <laughs> He's, he, he can't help but think, man, this girl is really turning me on. She's <laughs> like, what? He's like, nothing. I wasn't, I wasn't talking about you. <laughs> and she's like, okay. It's uh, perfect because I, he is the it. kind of man that thinks the things that happen to him. Like that's his internal monologue is things currently <laughs> yes. happening to him. I'm yeah, outside. It is warm. Very notably <laughs> not thinking about his next move. Like we can see inside his brain and it is he's six seconds behind us at all times. Uh, so Dale escapes all by herself. She is just a, all of a sudden a fucking kung fu warrior. She does a one-handed cartwheel laser blast to take out a guy. And yeah, she's, she's the only one that fights at all. Yeah. In this, Still is Dale has to be half roofied through this, right? She's completely yeah, she, hammered. She's drunk and she remembers to pick up her shoes after she kills three men to like bring them with her in case she needs them later. Yeah, that's, that's how badass Dale is. That's advanced womaning right there. I wouldn't have remembered to bring the shoes. Uh, she stealth eliminates two guards while she's in like the bikini gown with beads. Like there's beads dangling <laughs> off of her and she's still stealth killing dudes. Uh, amazing. So I guess we're now on Arborea because Aura takes Flash there to like, I guess, drop him off. Like the plot is happening so quickly. It's hard to understand everyone's motivations. Um, they're doing a lot of weird tree stuff. They have a thing on Arborea where a test of manhood is just you stick your hand in a tree and hope that the balloon scorpion inside doesn't kill you. Well, uh, after you've had sex, there was that, I couldn't believe this was PG. And there was this whole scene where they're initiating a boy into manhood and they're all listening to him have sex and like thumping the ground in line with the rhythm of them having sex. It's a very and horny movie. PG. <laughs> <laughs> Get your fuck on. Stick I mean, that's how I lost my stuff. virginity. Uh, yeah, like you, with the whole room full of people listening, and then you do the scorpion thing. Yeah, yeah drumline. Do you not? You don't have a death stump. Like we're from <laughs> Pacific Northwest, so maybe like it looks a lot like Arborea. It, it just might be where they pulled that custom from. You might not have that in the Midwest. You probably have like a like some kind of a tractor. We do the first part, but we don't do the death scorpion. We we cut that out years ago. That's too barbaric for us. But right. you reach into like a tractor engine, I'm sure. Yeah, and there's a kitten, and it's oh, just yeah. nice. You just find the kitten, and you're oh, like, yay. Oh. That's well, same it. thing. That's how you win. Uh, <laughs> so Timothy Dalton is very jealous of Flash, and when he sees him, he makes, th I think, three corpse jokes in 10 seconds. He's like, oh, I didn't know you liked necrophilia aura. Because, again, Flash Gordon has already died in this movie. And he's like, we'll hang him with the rest of the hanging meat. Like, he just keeps going on and on about, hey, you're dead. You're a dead body. Fuck you. Uh, and now we cut back to... Uh, Dale, who's been rescued by Zarkov, because they said, hey, this Dale lady is just kung-fuing the fuck out of our army. 
send the new mind slave to get her. And he's like, I'm actually not a mind slave because you can't stop the human spirit. And, uh, and also, so now- I armored my mind with Beatles songs. Is yeah, he says he, he thought says. about the Beatles. <laughs> I armored my mind using the Beatles songs so that they could not penetrate. erase Beatles. They erased all the cats and Nazi stuff. So he's probably just like in a much better mood. He's the same dude. He just doesn't remember the Holocaust. I, have, I enjoy uh, my life having never been attacked by cats. They, uh, they dump Flash in a swamp and Aura is now at a table getting whipped and the table shackles are little robot hands. I don't think this is a torture room. I think this was a fuck room. They're like, dude... I, all the torture rooms are full. We got to torture her here in the fuck room. Uh, it's her favorite guess, room. <laughs> and then they bring out the boar worms. And she's like, oh, no, not the boar worms. Which I, I think, is there a more phallic option in this movie than to have something called a boar worm that is like the ultimate torture? It's just nah, they knew what every, they were doing. Yeah, everything they could make horny, they made horny. Uh, so now Dale and Zarkov are dragged to the Hawkman Palace. I'm kind of going at the same pace of the movie, too. Like, this is all just happening. Yeah, it's just think, 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 think. Like, there's no no character development, no breathing room. It's just like, what's the coolest thing that can happen? What, what would look really cool? Oh, stick him in a big cage and then stick that cage in the swamp. Yes, doing it next. <laughs> I, I love it. I love the lack of transitions. No movie lacks transitions like Flash Gordon. You're, you're just like in the next right. cool set piece. And if you wonder how that happened, fuck you. Each yeah, show. the movie treats you like you're an idiot if you don't understand why we're in the Hawk Kingdom now. Yep. Well, I do think every set is so distinct that they don't even need like exterior shots to say no, like here works. we are now. It's they're, like they're, yeah, I, they're, I, I wasn't clear they were completely right to do that to just be like <laughs> yes. put them in the next awesome thing and everybody will love it. <laughs> so now at the Hawkman Palace, uh, Timothy Dalton shows up, and uh, Brian Blessed is like Gordon's alive. And uh, he is, but he gets betrayed by Riff Raff. And then they make him do the tree stump uh, Russian roulette. And Timothy Dalton's like, no, we're going to play this until you touch the scorpion and die. And Flash realizes this again in a weird, a weirdly canny moment. He's like, oh, I'm going to trick somebody. I'm going to pretend to do one thing and then do a different thing. He's like, under, he's learning. And then um, he immediately yells, tricked ya. Yes. <laughs> he's so proud. <laughs> It's, it's the he's only time he's ever done it. <laughs> they were afraid the audience would know that he had tricked him, so he had to yell it. <laughs> yeah, they're like, this doesn't seem very Flash Gordon to deceive someone. And cleverness? And forethought? Fuck, who is this guy? So uh, he, uh, in, the, in the two hours they've been captives, he and Dale are now better fighters than this entire elite star soldier army. Uh, now he falls into the quicksand. Uh, then he crawls out of the quicksand into a fucking bog spider, uh, has to get saved by Hawkman lasers. It's just one thing after another, but nothing can kill Flash Gordon. <laughs> Again, he's skipping nothing. And uh, that's, I, it took about as long in the movie. It's just from, from yes. the quicksand yeah. to, to butt crab, to lasers, there's Hawkman. It's just. It's, I forgot it's about the bog spider. And like, yeah. that's a big set piece a big goopy set piece that i totally didn't remember until you said to be fair it takes like five seconds and it deflates when he kills it and just it's it's perfect don't question it yeah. says yeah. the movie so we don't <laughs> it, it like rises no on the plot with like all. a burp and it has these spider claws that like constantly stab him it's a giant working model uh 
So then they cut to 400 Mongo miles to the west where they're waking up Clytus to say like, hey, dude, look at all the stuff that's happening. And they have cameras everywhere so they can just show him. Everybody in the movie knows exactly what's going on everywhere. Uh, Timothy Dalton demands a trial by combat against Flash Gordon. Uh, and so <laughs> I love this scene because then Dale shows up and she's like, yay, Flash Gordon. Uh, and while they're having this moment of like, God, I thought you were dead and I'm so happy to see you. Like Brian Blessed is behind them, just chewing the scenery so hard. You can't look at anything but him. He's just like, ah, I'm back here with hot wings and no pants. And <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I have no idea what they say to this day. There's a, uh, there's a line mesmerizing. where Dale, Dale says like, do you remember me to him? And he just goes, indeed I do. <laughs> the fuck was that line delivery? And she looks shocked by it. Like she takes a step back. Like, okay. What the fuck's happening? <laughs> she knows she's getting outacted. She's like, cut. I didn't know it was like this. Can I try again? <laughs> no, you, you cannot. remember me? I don't even to speak the English for this. <laughs> I need more diaphragm movement than I have. Uh, so uh, they have... A, a fight to the death on a giant tilting disc uh, with whips with, with and whips. spikes and over yes, working yes, spikes over space. This is this is a real I set get... they built with presumably real spikes. Those seem real, even if they're made out of rubber. Like Sam Jones and Timothy Dalton should be dead. They're doing their own fucking fight on top of this really shaky manufactured set. Yeah, I have to say that fight that was the female gaze. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> very hot just <laughs> timothy dalton and this super hot model guy whipping mm-hmm. each other with these big whips i was like do they realize what they're doing in this scene i All feel like off they balance yeah, they with spikes around they know they know what women they love. <laughs> women love disarmed men on shaky ground i know this uh but yes very horny movie even when even during a fight to the death uh, uh, Dale goes, Flash, I love you, but we only have 14 hours to save the Earth. Fantastic. <laughs> it uh, is unprompted. It is crazy of her to do it, but uh, it does help remind us of the stakes in this bullwhip fighting spike platform a million miles into space. You're like, oh, there are stakes. Yeah. The, highest, the <laughs> highest stakes thing anybody's ever put to Phil. Yeah, he's about to die, and she's like, hey, hurry up. She's We've like, there's also a ticking hours. clock. <laughs> oh right and then uh in addition to that the, i think there's an exchange of lines here that perfectly describes like everyone's take on the movie and like encapsulates the entire movie where uh voltan goes what is this and zarkov goes humanity and he goes madness and then dale goes flash and i'm just it's perfect it's it's perfect clytus shows up and says uh Agent Zarkov, you will be liquidated for treachery. Again, perfect. And they fucking kill him with something he never expected, shove. So they just fucking shove him onto the spikes. His eyeballs and tongue melts out of his Dr. Doom helmet. Like, he he dies so hard, so easily. Uh, So, God, I don't even know. It was, to be fair, it was Flash's specialty, is tackle. It's like the one thing he can do. And they set him up for a tackle. And Oh, okay. I got tackle. this. Flash uses tackle and it's super effective. Something, again, a dog could do very well. Just shove that guy. That's yeah, just true. run that up and like... Note. No jumps. Like no jumps. Ah! There's a bad guy standing over the spikes. Bingo, the dog would have jumped on him. Or Airbud. that's how he would kill the bank robber or something. Yeah. Uh, so uh, 
they all get abandoned by the hawk people because Ming is on his way. They're like, okay, we're fucking out of here. Dale's like, can you give us a ride? Can you carry us? And he's like, fuck you. (laughs) Uh, Flash has an idea. This is a genius idea. The kind of really smart golden retriever. My favorite part of the movie. Pulling down the curtains <laughs> <laughs> to make a parachute to jump into bottomless forever space. There's nothing. It's never been made more clear that there is nothing beneath them. So even if it works, so good. it's the worst idea. But also, like and nobody entertains for a second that this could have worked. They're just like, what? yeah, no. He was like, that place you're trying to. He's like, we'll just parachute to Arborea. She's like, that's 50 miles away. It's made out of fucking swamps and bog spiders. Like, and it's not down. It's not downward, Flash. Right. It's it's in a di- direction we can't point. I don't even know how many Mongo miles 50 miles is. So it could, I don't understand at all the, the point of reference. But now Ming shows up and he offers Flash a Mongo kingdom. And Flash is like, fuck you, no way. And uh, I love that he doesn't offer where Ming kingdom is... for any reason except for because Flash is fucking crazy and Ming thinks it's hilarious. And that's not yes. me like putting anything on the movie. He just, he, and I'm paraphrasing, but he shows up and he's like, you're fucking hilarious. Do you want a kingdom? <laughs> yeah. I would have too. Uh, Ming stands at the edge of the nothingness uh, and Flash Gordon is two feet from him. He could have tried the tackle again. I thought it was weird he didn't. Yeah. Uh, but that's like, that's how Ming rolls. He's just like, yeah, no, athlete, what dare tackle me? And he was right. Like, he just has this aura that you're like, um, it won't work. Whatever, this tackle won't work on this guy. Uh, so let's see. Flash, they blow up the whole place. He's like, okay, fine, die here, Flash Gordon. They blow up the Hawk Palace model, which is just amazing. Like, this model must have taken months to build and then they just explode it with like what looks like 20 pounds of fireworks. Like it's incredible. Perfect and movie they leave, making. they leave him alone in there. They're like, oh, well, we'll leave you alone for a while and then we'll start shooting it. So he has plenty of time to like think up his next plan for escape, which is. Right. Yeah, but they take. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to leave it, which is. I mean, it's none, if you remember correctly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. It's flying he just kind of runs cycle. around. He runs around looking at stuff and is just like, ah, uh, ah. Uh, and then he falls down a tube where there happens <laughs> yes, to be okay, that's... a space jet ski. And he's like, oh, man, that was a free one. <laughs> like, yep. But they take Baron and Dale and Zarkov with them and for some reason just leave Flash behind. I, yeah, they why get, would they gonna, not just gonna use them as fuck slaves? <laughs> oh, but Flash yeah. has to be like an example. Although okay. he would make. Such I didn't a good understand why they were like everybody else is going to cut. Well, it, like it just seems to me like he's just Mister Beaning his way through space. Like he's yes. just absolutely. They they're like I'm going to try and kill Flash Gordon, but you know not very hard. <laughs> I'm going to try and kill his friends much harder, but Flash Gordon, who is a continual problem, I'm just going to kind of leave him behind. Well, I think Ming wanted him to be a maximum problem. He's like, you're kind of fun, but if you had a kingdom, you would be a fucking pain in my ass. And he's like, I don't want a kingdom. He's like, I'll cry. I'll just blow you up then. We'll just stick with this medium level of trouble. You'll probably get out of it on a rocket cycle. I don't know. Wink, wink. I sure hope you don't fall down that tube. Do you you understand the tube? Okay, Flash, you have to say yes, because I don't think you understand the tube. I know what a tube is, Ming, and I'm not getting in it. Until you give me back Dale. Uh, 
So speaking of Dale, she's now in Princess Aura's, uh, like she's having a pillow fight with Princess Aura while like all the, the other concubines are giggling. Uh, very horny. Uh, I think the restraint these filmmakers had in not having the scene end in sex is remarkable. Because uh, that seems like where it's obviously leading. Uh, but yeah, instead, it's like a very flirty fight scene where they're like, ah, oh, you hit <laughs> me. You. Oh, no. Oh, my panties. <laughs> that was off. enough back in 1980. That was enough to finish oh. <laughs> for the internet. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I think a lot of uh, people like this is what's their sexual awakening seeing this movie. Probably having a, this fight on a giant silk bed mm-hmm. <laughs> with these two women. I was four, so it was a little bit before my libido's time, but it was it still had an impression. Uh, so Aura has a plan to poison Ming, and uh, she knows this will work because she says, my father always drinks his power potion before he makes love. Hell yeah, Which... Ming. Hell yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> my father always fucks like a jackhammer it's amazing and again uh, a testament to the perfect filmmaking she's like oh this is this is a stupid plan nothing can save me now cut to flash gordon in space the queen song screaming flash Flash space jet ski (laughs) where he says he's he gets on his fucking walkie-talkie and tells the hawk man that he's Flying blind on a rocket cycle, which is the best Fly thing to do. Flying blind on we, a rocket cycle. As as Fly some of us know more no than others. Yeah, that was the name of my uh, column at the that website, uh, cracked.com. I, uh, I just got the reference. <laughs> what were you saying, Lenny? Oh, just wild that Flash can breathe in space. I guess that is a superpower because he doesn't have a spacesuit or a helmet or anything. And he's just flying around out there. Yeah, I, they don't care at it's... all about anything. I don't think they understood, which is crazy since we had been there, but I don't think they understood or cared to understand space. Like, yeah. as you, they told you that right up front with that whole, like, space makes you sleepy. We'll just rock it up there. Like, this is like 1950s. <laughs> space is like when you drop motor oil in a mud puddle. That, in all directions. So they, they, they now have a space war, which is far outside the abilities of their special effects. So it only makes it more awesome because they're like lowering these hot guys onto what looks like a riverboat casino party while like fireworks are going off. It's so, <laughs> so awesome. If you uh, watch any well, one the- single hawk band during that scene, like if you pick out one to watch, it's fucking hilarious. Like <laughs> none of yeah. them know how to do this at all. It looks like they're trying to parallel park wings. Like they just start <laughs> back, back in a turn and every one of them just eats shit. Yeah, they're getting wrecked. Just fucking picked out of the sky. No chance of survival. Uh, the greatest music in the galaxy plays. It's the fucking best. Uh, they're having such a good time. Every single one of them. Voltan is just laughing and like, dive! And he gets, he finally lands and he's just laughing and bonking guys and like fucking around, shoving them off after like kind of spooking them a little. I love it. Uh, then they cut to Aura. Uh, helping Varen and Zarkov escape. And I have a clip because I think this really, uh, it's one of these perfect exchanges you can only get in this film. So I'll play this. I know it's going to be. I've changed the code. I've changed too, Aura. And I've changed too. Oh, it's okay. I think I can work it out. I love you. Will you marry me? I don't know. We'll try. Not now, Varen. You haven't changed. If I'm not at the wedding, I'll be shot. Ha! 
I thought it was one of the prime numbers of the Zeeman series. I haven't changed. I haven't changed. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Oops, it's playing again. Uh, great job, Zancaster. Um, I think every single line of that is crazy and barely linked to the one before it. Uh, it, it seems like the kind of scene where Timothy Dalton should be like, I don't want to act against this beautiful idiot who barely speaks my language, but he is kind of getting, un, he's getting outperformed. And then Topol is just like, okay, you guys do your thing. And I will talk about the Zenith sequence. And just, I, I love it. It's so fucking weird. <laughs> well, and just like them having to remind everyone that their characters have grown yes. because, because it didn't really happen. So they just have to say, I've changed. Yes. I have grown. It's done. Yes. I feel like I'm at the end of an arc right now. I'm standing at the end of a large arc. I will now return to where I was at the beginning of this movie, having changed. <laughs> so now Flash Gordon is in uh, a kamikaze rocket ship. He's going to just fly straight into the wedding. He knows there's a wedding happen happening because he turns on like the broadcast frequency and he can hear like an electric guitar version of here comes the bride, which they have in space. So I'm fine good. With that. Yes. I love Him that electric soul. guitar version. I wish I'd walk down the aisle to that shit. It's amazing. His entire wedding is incredible with the armored dwarves and the beautiful trans models dressed like feathered chess pieces. Well, fucking electric guitars just roar. It's so hot. His, a, this is how Eddie Van Halen got married. By. <laughs> yes, the the plane has the little banner that says everyone will be merry or else. <laughs> yes, I have that in my notes. It says all creatures will make merry. And then the next banner says under pain of death. <laughs> and I love that. His daughter is there chained to her like little person slave. Uh, and she's in a silver pasties gown, like being dragged around by her neck at the wedding. I, It's so much. And everyone's having such a good time. Like not just the actors, but like you could tell whoever made this scene. It's just this fucking rules. Every every bit of this rules. Uh, Flash decides to stay on the ship because he thinks it needs a pilot. He's like, oh, Voltan, it's never gonna hit the right spot unless someone's piloting. He's like, Flash Gordon, you don't even know how this fucking ship works. Just come with me. I'll carry you. He's like, no, dude, I'm gonna die here. And he screams, that may, must be one hell of a planet you men come from. You remember, what he, <laughs> remember what he says, Liddy? Uh, no, I don't. He goes, not too bad. <laughs> anyway, I like that this the is the second this movie. Yeah, the second time they've allowed Flash to plan something, and those plans have been gather a bunch of curtains and jump off into death like a Looney Tune, <laughs> or drive the ship into the force field and die. <laughs> a second plane crash because he's so good at plane crashes. Yep. Yeah, this is true. That's a character arc. He learned how to crash a plane earlier, and now it's paying off. <laughs> Uh, there's more close-ups of hot guys just getting annihilated by space lasers. Uh, so Baron and Zarkov are in the palace. They, they've broken in. They're trying to shut down the force field. So Flash Gordon actually explodes against the wedding rather than explodes meaninglessly against the force field. Uh, Zarkov's like, let's grab the goggles off this guy's head. There's a whole bunch of guys at like a board table. A boardroom oh, meeting. I love table. this. Yes. He pulls off the goggles like, hey, we'll use this to fucking look around. And the dude explodes, and then every single other guy is on a circuit, so they start exploding. He just fucking kills a whole meeting room. 
Well, and they look at the camera and their eyes are just full of wires. And I was like, I love that this was like never explained, never foreshadowed, makes no sense at all. It's just like, would this look so cool if this happened? Yes. Okay. It's in the movie. Put it in the movie. He genuinely means no harm. (laughs) He just pulls the goggles. Like, I'm just going to take this guy's goggles. Oh my God, I killed 12 people. (laughs) (laughs) Well, fuck them. (laughs) Uh, So the doors are... They're Star Wars, so if you shoot them, they open. So they, they have a bit of that where they're blowing open the, the doors. Uh, there's a great gunfight where uh, I think it was Zarkov, or maybe it was Timothy Dalton, who shoots one of the guards, and they let out like this crazy curl monster scream where he's like, wow! <laughs> and so he's there with his buddy, and he dies. And his buddy like looks down, he's like, oh my god, did something happen to this guy? He's like screaming and dying. And while he's ducked down checking on his friend, they shoot at him again and miss and hit the wall behind him. And he gets up and he checks that. He's like, what the fuck was did hit just the wall behind me? And so I thought like, that's the, you didn't have to make that funny, but they did. <laughs> so I just, I love it. Um, the wedding vows, uh, we kept back to the wedding. They're, they're pretty grim vows. He's like, uh, Ming, do you promise to mangle her and smash her? Maybe not blast her into space. And Ming's like, did you just say not blast her into space? And the priest is like, oh, and until you grow weary of her, of course. Great Ming, please kill her. Which is like, what's but, the point of a wedding? Why is he doing this? Like, he, she was his concubine before, and he was fine with having sex with her when she was just a concubine. But now he's like, I'm going to marry her. Did he just want to have a party? I think it's because she's the most trouble out of all his concubines. He's like, yeah, I he, love this he enjoys- girl. She keeps escaping and killing guards. He enjoys the chaos. At this point, I would like to raise that uh, they can see the Flash Gordon ship in the background yeah. of the wedding, like coming straight at them on fire, <laughs> clearly about mm-hmm. to explode. Nobody knows that that's not just like another awesome part of this fucking kick-ass party. So I can forgive them not <laughs> minding it. But let's take a moment and appreciate that Flash's plan is to crash this ship into the wedding and kill everybody to rescue yes. Dale, who is certainly yes. going to be... <laughs> exploded along with everybody else. Yes. She is Standing literally right touching there. his prime primary target. Yes. <laughs> Directly the so. closest person to the explosion of the ship. Uh, <laughs> flash tries. It's so good. Flash. And in classic horny Flash Gordon, it's just a series of penetrations. He's like penetrating the laser field to penetrate the force field to penetrate Ming. And he does. He hits Ming directly in the center of his chest with the pointy part of the rocket ship, uh, the very phallic rocket ship. It's just fucking perfect. And, I love that he uh, flew like 800 miles through space, like a thrown dart to just hit Ming yes. right in the chest. <laughs> this, this rocket had a destiny and it's to wind up inside your heart, motherfucker. <laughs> and so he, he just pulls himself off the pointy part of the rocket and he's like, my life is not for some earthling to give or take. And you're like, oh shit, he's still got more fight in him. But no, no, he just blinks out of existence. He's um, he's dead. He rainbowed himself. Uh, does he, did he try to use the horny ring on Flash and it just didn't work? He couldn't make Flash horny. Oh my God, that's a really interesting take on it. I think that's exactly what happened. Because he'd like, oh, it sort of made him stunned. He's like, I'll hit you with a sword. He's like, horny ring. Flash is like, I'll hit you with a sword, horny ring. And Flash is like, what is this feeling? <laughs> what is this feeling I'm feeling? Uh, <laughs> but he's That's just too secret. much of a nerd, so it doesn't. I'm work always out horny. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Ming finally vanishes, and then here comes the little like assassination bot that has like a disintegration ray. Fucking like narc like, okay, bot, we're really worried. 
Yes. And then I think it was either Dale or Zarkov has the idea to not move like Jurassic Park one rules. Like, okay, I, I think if we don't move, it won't do anything. The robot waits. He goes, long live flash. You've saved earth. <laughs> Have a nice day. <laughs> and then flash goes, yeah, jumps in the air. They do this great fisheye like pause oh. of him jumping in the air and like, pumping his fist Wheel. like at the end of a summer camp movie. Oh, <laughs> like he's so good. He's, like he's dunking on the robot. Like, yeah, in your face, robot. And then big freeze frame. And it's just, it's wonderful. It's not the end of the movie. Kind of should have been the end of the movie. No. But right. then yeah. they thought of a better ending and they were correct. It, it does. It feels like they were on page 119 of the screenplay. And Dino De Laurentiis came in and says, oh, no, the screenplay has to be, it's a one minute for one a page. It has to be 120 pages. You f- finish it up an hour. And they're like, we only have room for one line. Okay, uh, you said the earth. Have a nice day. <laughs> we could cut all these accents out. Um, <laughs> so, so Flash says, yeah. And then they have a big party uh, with the Hawk people there. And they write, thanks, Flash, with their bodies in the air. Uh, a lot of sky writing for, for a space faring people. Uh, I love that they made then, such a point of it. Like this is going to be, he summons everybody over. It's like, my people have prepared something for you. And they all gaze out of this portal at this lush landscape. And then like eight Hawkmen spell out thanks. And then with great <laughs> difficulty and 15 seconds later, they rearrange to flash. Like, Behold <laughs> the spectacle, the pomp we have prepared for you. The the color guard is the only part of the army that survived after just twelve Hawkmen just died people. doing that. <laughs> Luckily, our color guard survived. They were in the back. All of our infantrymen and riflemen—they're dead. But anyway, uh, the the Ming's horny ring is still on the ground, and then a gloved hand grabs it, and a evil laugh from a familiar voice happens, and the words say the end. But then, question mark? Question mark? Question mark. My favorite ending. My favorite way to end a movie is the end. Dot, dot, dot. Question mark. Little wink. Little boy wink. But it was. They never made a sequel because no one liked this movie when it came out. (laughs) It's like that headline rule. Yeah. It's like that headline rule. If there's a question mark at the end of it, the answer is yes. (laughs) But like, even if Ming weren't still alive, Prince Baron announced that he was going to like take over Ming's job, right? So I don't think Flash actually did anything except install a new dictator. We don't know if Prince Baron is actually nicer than Ming the Merciless. Like if they come back in two years, it's probably going to be like Baron the Beater or something. Uh, Are you forgetting the part where he says, I've changed too? (laughs) I am, yes. Really honestly makes it the perfect metaphor for America. Exactly yeah. how we would handle it and have handled it. Oh God, Flash Gordon right. is is a metaphor. It's a, a perfect movie. <laughs> no, it's not a metaphor. I don't disagree. <laughs> Flash. Oh. Einstein Hunter Frankfurt. Einstein Hunter Frankfurt. Frankfurt. Einstein Hunter. Einstein Hunter. Einstein Hunter. 
2020, a crack commando unit was sent to internet prison for crimes they absolutely did commit. These mavericks promptly escaped their corporate captors and fled to bespoke comedy websites where they paid the ultimate price. $50. Today they survive as hot dogs of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, if you can find them, maybe you can hire the Supremes. Three Finger Louie, the man with the plan. Aaron Croston, the muscle. Adrian Hisbrook, the face. Aiden Moak, the wild card. Alpha Scientist Java, also wild card. Unandy, the wildest card. Andreas Larson, wild card. Armando Nava, wild card. Benjamin Sironin, the face of a wild card. Bim Talzin, wild card. Brandon Garlock, wild card. Brian Saylor, wild card. Brianne Whitney, wild card. Brockway loves the meat millie, that's a wild card. Cyril, considered a wild card by other, less wild cards. Chad, wild card. Chase McPherson, wild card. Chris Brower, wild card. You get too many wild cards together, they start agreeing on plans. That's when you call Curious Glare to rewild those cards. Danby, wild card. Dean Costello, wild card. Donald Finney, wild card. Dr. Awkward, the wild card. Eric Spaulding, the pilot, and wild card. Fancy Shark, wild card. Wild card Jellaho, Hambone wild card. Haraka, wild card. Hot Fart, wild card. Jaber Al Aiden, wild card. Jacob Thornburg, wild card. This one goes out to the wild cards, but especially the Jeff Araski. Jeremy Need, a whole fucking deck of nothing but wild cards. John Dean, wild card. John McCammon, wild card. John Minkoff, wild card. Josh Fabian, actually a pretty tame card until you double tap to activate and he enters wild mode. Josh S, wild card. Ken Paisley, wild card. K&M, wild card. Laziest man on Mars, wildest card on Earth. Matt Riley, wild card. Michael Lair, all the girlies say he's pretty wild for a card guy. Michael Wells, wild card. Mickey Loman, rogue wild card. Mike Styles, wild card. Moju, Wild card. ND. Wild card. Neil Bailey and Neil Schaefer. Neil Wild cards. Nick Ralston is a boat guy. All boat guys are wild cards. Nick H. Wild card. That old wild card Ozzy Olin. Patrick Herbst. Wild card. Rain Vargas. Mute. Mimic. Martial arts master and of course, wild card. Rhiannon. Wild card. Sarkovsky the wild card. Spotty reception. Wild card. Ted H. Part time wild card. Full time wild card. Oh, that wild card, Timmy Leahy. Toasty God. Wild card. Tommy G. Wild card. Yosarian. Wild card. And featuring special guest Tom Sakula as Sick Orphan Bobby Baskins. The absolute wild card of the Children's Oncology Ward.